Luke chapter 17, the verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem. This is talking about Jesus. That he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers. Who, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and he fell on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan and Jesus answering said were there not ten cleansed or where are the nine there are not found that returned to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise. Sorry. Arise, go thy way. Sorry, Nako. Thy faith has made thee whole. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. Shall we be seated? I want to talk to you about a thankful heart. Tell somebody a thankful heart. Come on, shout it, a thankful heart. Come on, tell somebody a thankful heart. Now, for those of you who were here on Wednesday, we spoke about the heart of man. And I taught you about what the heart of man is. The heart of man is the center of his personality. It is not the heart that pumps the blood. That one is the physiological term for it. But the reason why the Bible also uses the heart is because the heart, the physical heart, is the, is the one that sustains a life. Once your heart is beating, there is hope that no matter what, you will be alive. So there are times people are on admission and they are brain dead. That means they don't hear, they don't talk, they don't move. But as long as their heart is beating, the doctors believe there is hope. So they can be there for long and yet they will be resuscitated. But when a man's heart ceases, that one, it doesn't matter. It means it's finished. So the doctors will tell you that one of the quickest way to know whether somebody is alive or not is to find the pulse. Whether there is pumping. 
Amen. Amen. So that physical heart, the one that pumps the blood, is the one that sustains a man. Physical life, it is the one that sustains the physical life. As it works, then the man is alive. So in the same way, when the Bible refers to the heart of a man, it's not talking about this physical organ. It's talking about the center of your personality. So we learned the other day that the Bible says something. That the natural, naturally, sorry, naturally, the human heart cannot be relied on. Naturally. Not but in the natural course of things, nah. physically, when you are not born again, you are, you see, your heart, the heart of a man cannot be relied on. Nah. The Bible says, it is, it is deceitful and full of wicked things. Jesus said it this way. He said, out of it comes murder. Adultery, lying, fornication, killing, hatred. So out of that heart, these things come. So the heart of a man is prone to wickedness. It is prone to that. If you leave it naturally, that is what it will do. If you don't do anything to it, it will produce Wickedness. But we are also informed that God also says, You cannot serve me and love me if you don't love me in your heart. With all your heart. If you don't serve me with all your heart, then you cannot serve me. So it means that there is a, a problem here, a challenge here. As a human being, you must take hold of your heart and let it love God and serve God and submit it to God. Then, and then only will it not produce the evil and the wickedness. So the Bible says, guard your heart. Tell somebody, guard your heart. Keep your heart. Come on, say, keep your heart. Guard your heart. Protect your heart. He said, protect it. Keep it. Guard it. Because if you don't, out of it will proceed all the things. So you can be a good Christian. But if you don't keep your heart and evil fills your heart, your life will become evil. One of the things I tell people always is keep your heart. I tell my wife every day, precious. It's not about the people, it's about your heart. Listen, you want to be pure, but people will 
try to force you to not be a, have a pure heart but to have an angry heart. You want to have a righteous heart. But if you are not careful, the things around you will force you to have an unrighteous heart. Amen. Amen. Your husband or your wife can do some things and instead of having a good heart, you have a bad heart. And once your heart is bad, what will proceed will be bad. Listen, one of the greatest ways as a Christian you can keep yourself is to keep your heart. Guard your heart. Watch over your heart. Watch the things that come into it. Watch the things that want to enter. Because out of it proceeds evil. Proceeds the issues of life. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, "From it, there are murders, killings, lines." Jesus said, "No one who come and throw any of you a free bar." Fornication and adultery. How many of you understand that? So, the heart is prone to do evil. If you are a believer, watch it. Keep the heart. And submit it to God. So that good things can come out of it. Amen. Amen. We try to see some num- some hearts that are no good. Evil heart, yeah, wicked heart, bad heart, grieved heart, hatred. You know, we have looked at so many kinds of hearts yeah, that the Bible describes. I won't go into them. But we can also have a good heart. A righteous heart, a humble heart, an upright heart, a pure heart. They are also in the Bible. May you have those ones. If you keep your heart, it will be pure. If you watch your heart, it will be strong. It will be good. And when it is good, good things will come out of it. Now, one of the great hearts a man ought to have is a thankful heart. A thankful heart. That's what I want to talk about today. It's a heart that positions you for a great future. When your heart is full of thanks, now, a thankful heart is, means your thank, your your. Your, your heart must be full of thanksgiving. Fill your heart with thanksgiving. Appreciate things and thank God. And when you have that thankful heart, you are positioning yourself for a great future. I don't care what people want to do for you, against you. But once your heart is full of thanksgiving, God will lift you up. God will bless you. God will promote you. Have a thankful heart. The scripture we just read tells us about the Jesus Christ. That when he healed the ten lepers, the Bible said they were cleansed. They were healed. The man said when the Bible said when he realized he was he was healed. One of them. He returned 
and ran to the master, to Jesus. And gave glory and fell on his knees. And started thanking him. And then Jesus' question is so enlightening. Were you not turned that were healed or cleansed? Jesus said you were cleansed. Ten of you. But where are the nine? But only this one has come to thank me. It means that listen to me, church. God expects us to give him thanks for what he does on our lives. Are you hearing me? God expects thanksgiving. Say, God expects you to thank me. You see, thanksgiving is appreciating God. It is also giving God the glory. One of the things I have noticed is that anybody, any Christian, who is filled with thanksgiving in his heart, watch what he says. Every time he's appreciating, appreciating people, appreciating God. He's thanking people. It means his heart is full of thanks. Now the opposite is that your heart can be full of complaining. This morning, look at the way you are looking so beautiful. What did you do to become like this? It is by his grace and mercy. You ought to thank him. Have you thanked him enough? When you get up and you are walking around, you think it is your strength? Somebody has more money than you. He ate the best food than you. He, he, he does many things for himself as the best. But you know, this morning the person is not alive. But you are alive. God deserves your thanks. Deserves your thanks. There are times we keep looking at the things we don't have. But listen to me. Somebody has more than that. But he cannot even enjoy it. He's lying in the hospital right now. They, they, they don't know what to do about him. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? So, if you have it. And you think that, that you have that life. And you think that it's those things you want. So you can't open your mouth and thank God. It's wrong. Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Thanksgiving. We need to thank God. We need to know how to thank God. We need to know how to bless God. I'm not talking to somebody at all. Fill your heart with thanks. Amen. Amen. In Romans chapter 1. Roma, from the verse, I think 16 or 17. Let me go there. No, give me the verse 17. Go to 18. I don't want to read long scriptures. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness? Go on. Because that which is which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. You see, God has manifested himself to us. God has done many things to us. He has shown us his mercy. His Let me ask you a question. 
Let me ask you a question. When I mean, you get up in the morning, oh, sorry, when I you get up every day, it's true that you are doing so many things. But you are alive because of his mercy and grace. Mercy. And grace. So you thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Mercy. His mercy. And his grace. He has shown, manifested himself to us. But his wrath is against them because they don't appreciate it. For the invisible things of God, of creation of the world clearly are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. There are things you have no excuse. Because God is the one who is doing it. 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not. Say glorified him not. Neither were thankful. Say not thankful. But became vain in their imagination. And their foolish hearts were darkened. So you see the heart here. Instead of the heart being thankful. Is not the heart giving glory? You are and creating all reasons why you should not be happy. Finding all reasons why you are not like somebody else. Finding all reasons why you cannot praise God. Finding all reasons why you cannot do some things. The Bible says because of that, their foolish hearts have been darkened. That is why the Bible says the wrath of God is revealed against them. May God's wrath be taken away from you. May you not be under the wrath of God. Let me be free. Let me be free. Amen. Amen. So my title will come up. That is how far I can go. Not permitted to go further than that. Some of you say, oh, pastor, remove your shirt. That one I can't do. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But you see, don't create all kinds of imaginations. And, more, I and can your heart. Every... You see, oh, there are people who see only problems. But let me tell you something. Sometimes the problems that are surrounding you, they are like this compared to the blessings that are around you. But you see your imagination. You look at somebody you think is better. So you are not satisfied with yourself. And you are complaining. And you are, you are talking. And you are weeping. So the Bible says people who notice God is in them like that doing things. And they cannot accept it. I, I, I want to see the movement back the seas. I want to see the movement back the seas. Please. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So they can't thank God. 
And we are supposed to be able to tangle. Lift up your hands and tangle. Thank him for your life. in everything in everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you in what in what now he didn't say for everything he said in everything you see in everything give thanks for that is the will of God concerning you. There are things God does. And there are things God does not do. But he allows it to happen. So when you are in any situation. The first thing is to thank God. But that is the will of God. The will of God is concerning your thanksgiving to him. The will of God is concerning your thanksgiving to him. Thanksgiving to him. That's the will of God. Not for the things that happen. There are some things when they happen. You have nothing to say. It may be painful. But learn to thank God. Amen. Amen. When you learn to thank God, you see the hand of God. You see the power of God. You see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you a few things you can thank God for. You can thank God for life. For the fact that you are alive. It's enough for you to thank God. And not to complain. Say life is the most important thing. Thank God for the fact that you are alive. And stop complaining about things you don't have. If you are alive, you can have those things. But if you are not alive, and even you have them, and you are not alive, how do you enjoy them? May God give you life. May God sustain your life. May God bless you with deep life. Amen. So thank God for life. Thank God for the strength. Thank God for, for, for what, you, what you, you find yourself in. Amen. Amen. The second thing is that thank God for salvation. The fact that you are saved by Jesus is enough to thank God for. Hey, you would have been like any other person. But God has saved you. You are on your way to heaven. God is preparing you for the glorious place. He is watching over you because you are the apple of his eye. He is keeping you day and night. He is setting his angels around you. Why? Because you have life in Christ. Say life in Christ. Thank God for that. Amen. Amen. 
You have to learn to thank God for that. Number three, thank God for his mercies and his grace. I don't want to be giving you plenty of scriptures. Thank God for his mercies and his grace. Keeping you every day. You have not done anything to wake up this morning. The things you do. And you think it is your intelligence. Somebody is more intelligent than you. But he cannot do them. You just get up and you do it. Paul said it is the grace of God. That has made me do the things I do. We have to learn to thank God for his grace. For his mercy. Mercy is what you deserve. The suffering you deserve. The punishment you deserve. God forgives you for it. Decide not to let you have it. That's mercy. But grace is what you don't deserve. God gives it to you. So you don't deserve to live. God has given to you. Amen. So his mercy and his grace. are keeping us every day. And we ought to be thankful. We ought to be thankful. We ought to be thankful. Number four. Thank God for people. Listen. One of the greatest blessings in life is the people God has put around you. Most of us don't see that. To have people around you is one of the greatest blessings. Your husband, your wife, it's a blessing. Thank God for your wife. And stop complaining about her. When you stop complaining and you start thanking God, you will see the best in her which God has given her to be used to bless you. One day, I woke up in the night. I was praying. And my wife was lying down. And I was praying and attend. And I looked at her face. And God began to speak to me. He said, I've given you the most unique woman in life. And he began to say so many things to me. I wrote them down. It's in my notebook right now. One day, after I was sitting with them, we were chatting. I opened my notebook and I said, you see this? And I read the date. The date. And I read it. And I said, this is what the Lord told me about you. I want you to expect the best from me. You see, you will never appreciate people if you don't start thanking God for their lives. You will never appreciate your children. Appreciate your job, your boss. Thank God for them. Amen. Amen. One day, one of my, my, my sons was complaining about something. About somebody. And then I tried to find out about that person outside him. Then so I went and did my own work. And then somebody told me that I know that man. He said, that man can put pressure on you. Eh? And you think he hates you. But what he does is he's training you and building you to be the best. That's what the person told me about that man. So I spoke to him. I said, hey, be careful. 
That man is there to train you. To make you the best. In spite of the pressure. And the apparent. Seemingly. Looking like he hates you. He doesn't hate you. Until you thank God for people. You will never see the best they have for you. May God give you the eye to begin to thank people. Amen. Amen. Thank God. The fifth one. That's the fifth one. Thank God for where you are now. Thank God for what you have now. Thank God for where you are now. And thank God for what you are doing now. I said, thank God for where you are now. Thank God for what you have now. And thank God for what you are doing now. If you cannot thank God for what you are doing now, for what you have now for where you are now you are telling God I don't appreciate what you have done now and why should he take you to the next hey, Mr. and Mrs. Safu are in the church Mr. and Mrs. Safu Amen, Amen. so when you learn to thank God for where you are now for what you are doing now, for what you have now, you are telling God, God, do more for me. Let me tell you what, how it, me tell you how the reason why it's like that is because when you thank God, you are actually appreciating Him and giving Him the glory for what has happened to you. Now, we don't thank God because. God does not do things for us because we have thanked him for it. In other words, we don't earn what God gives us. But we also should understand that when you thank God, you are appreciating him and giving him glory. And the Bible says God does not share his glory with a man. So when God notices that your life is giving him more glory, eh? he wants more glory, so what should he do? He will come to you. He will make you more glorious so that you will give him all the glory. You will give him all the appreciation and you will give him all the thanks. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Now, let, let me read one scripture. Philemon or Philemon verse 6. Verse 6. Philemon is one, one verse, one, one chapter. So verse 6. Listen to this. That the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. That the communication of your faith, that the, that, that the way your faith speaks out, will become very effective when you acknowledge every good thing that is in you. So, in other words, when God is doing something good for you, you acknowledge it. You thank him. Let me tell you this. One of the best ways to become spiritual in life I said to become what? To become what? Spirituality is not 
the way you walk. You see, this man is very spiritual. No, spirituality is not. I've talked about spirituality in this church, okay? Spirituality is not even the way you pray. There are some people when they pray. Hi. No. Spirituality is not a cloak you wear, it's a life you live. And one way by which you can become very spiritual is when you fill your heart with thanksgiving. When thanksgiving becomes your song, becomes your talk, becomes the way you appreciate things, you are positioning yourself for the greatest spirituality in your life. Give me Ephesians chapter, chapter 5. I read that one to, to, buff, to buttress this. Ephesians chapter 5, give me from the verse 18. Let, let me pick it from 17, then you see what I'm talking about. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of God is, Understanding what the will of God is. So don't become unwise, but understand what the will of God is. Move on. Then he said, Be not drunk with wine wherein, in ex wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, when, a, when a man is full of the spirit, watch his speaking. Psalms and hymns. Spiritual songs and spiritual talks. Singing and making melody in his heart to the Lord. 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God. So, one of the things you notice is that when a man is filled with the spirit, thanksgiving is always part of his life. I want you to do something for me. I want to show you something. Quickly. I want to show you something. In life, I want you to look at life this way. Alright. This water that the, the thing is not full. Alright? Somebody can say it is half empty. Another person can say it is half full. When you see things half empty, it's hard for you to give thanks. But when you see it as half full, 
Your heart is full of thanksgiving. And then you, you begin to thank God. Most at times, life is like this. It's not full. But it's half full. For example, if I'm very thirsty, and I say, I am really thirsty. I need a full bottle of water to cool my thirst. And you bring me this. I say, I said I need a full bottle. Can't you hear? I want a full bottle. Why can't you understand this simple thing? I said a full bottle. But this is what he has. He gives me half. I can use this one to still quench my thirst. And still wait for the full bottle to come. I can also hold this one and complain. And complain. And complain. Complain. Until finally, the half which should have helped me to live doesn't help me to live. But I'd rather die. May it never be so for you. May your heart be filled with thanksgiving. One of the songs I ever heard in the early 90s, and I loved. Was a song that used to be played. Anytime we went to Bolga, they played it, and I was very happy. That time, our choir was not very strong, but they could play it so well. A thankful heart. It goes, A thankful heart creates a thankful home filled with love and understanding so that grace may abound. Oh, a thankful heart breaks down the walls of pride, overcoming every problem. It begins with a thankful heart. I used to like that song. Still, one day I gave it to uh, this man. I thought they would play it, but they have never learned it. A thankful heart. You remember that song? Creates a thankful home filled with love and understanding so that grace may abound. Oh, a thankful heart breaks down the walls of pride, overcoming every problem. It begins with a thankful heart. Thank you very much. Are you blessed? Watch your heart. Keep your heart. Guard your heart. Let it be filled with thanksgiving. And that will position you for a great future. Amen. Stand on your feet with me.
Lift up your voice. Come on. Thank God somebody. Thank him somebody. Thank him somebody. Thank him. Give him thanks. Appreciate God for your family. You don't, you don't have all the things you need. But thank him somebody. Come on, thank him, somebody. 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 Thank him, somebody.